Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. This podcast episode is brought to you by Astrologer Connect, your premier source for quality astrology readings. Hi there, welcome to your weekly astrological weather. I am so grateful that you have joined this weekly worldwide astrological conversation. If you're new to our channel, a very, very warm welcome to you. Please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button and the notification bell to stay updated on all the content that we have in store for you weekly here at Astrology Hub. Now, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Jamie McGee. I'm an author, an astrologer, and one of the hosts here on the Astrology Hub platform podcast platform. All right, that was a lot to say, but today we are going to be exploring the astrological influences for the week of May 29th through June 4th with our very, very special guest, Astrologer Connect Astrologer and Aromatherapist Sheridan Simple. Thank you so much for being here, Sheridan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. It's always fun to come and do the weekly weather. It is. And for those of you who have not met Sheridan already, I want to give you a little bit of information about her amazing work and background. So Sheridan was raised in an environment that is deeply connected to nature and fostering an affinity with the earth and the sky. That's actually where Sheridan kind of pulls her from her work. She attributes her resilience in dealing with life's trials, the profound bond that she has with the natural elements. Now, professionally, she specializes in shamanic astrology and spiritual aromatherapy. I love aromatherapy and is dedicated to guiding individuals toward their authentic past and helping them understand their soul's intention in this lifetime. What a great bio, Sheridan. I love that. Thank you. So aromatherapy is always, I've loved aromatherapy for years. Like what are some of the ways that you kind of incorporate that into astrology? I'm sure you probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but for anyone new, I'd love for them to kind of get like the the short, like, this is how you work with these scents. Like, what are your top three favorite scents and how do you use them? <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with, like, the first thing you said. So I came to astrology. I mean, I'd studied it all my life and my mom always took us to astrologers as a kid and it's something that we studied together. But I came to being a professional astrologer as a holistic health practitioner and a clinical nutritionist. And I use aromatherapy as my, like, predominant healing modality along with diet and lifestyle changes and things. And so when I transitioned into doing all astrology readings, I brought the aromatherapy with me because I'd always worked with it on that physical, mental, and emotional, spiritual level. So what I like to do with the aromatherapy with the charts now is really, right, like we go and we get a reading and we get all this amazing information, but how do we anchor that into the body, right? How do we live what we learn and understand that? And I like aromatherapy because it's that daily touchstone that you can use to connect into the energies, remember it, set intentions, do like little mini ceremonies with, right? So as far as like, I don't know what I could say my top three. I mean, right now I use some sandalwood because, you know, in the Venus cycle, we just moved into the third eye chakra. So we're using sandalwood. Blue spruce is one of my very favorites because that's the Colorado state tree where I am. And then I use frankincense a lot as well. So those three, but like, you could use them for different things. Like I like sandalwood for Aquarius and I like blue spruce for Virgo and frankincense for Capricorn, right? But 
Um, yeah. I have like always have lavender within like reach of me. I've always had that. So what, what is, which one would you attribute that one to? Or is there? Lavender, I think, is very connected into Virgo as well. Yeah. But I always like to say, don't be limited by what I say. Like if lavender speaks to you for your, you know, Leo rising, then like use lavender for your Leo rising. Because all it's all about just like tuning into, connecting into the plants and trees, coming into more of the vibration of the earth. It helps us anchor in the vibration of the archetypes in our charts or the transits and cycles that we're going through. Well, it, it definitely fits for me because I have Saturn and Jupiter in Virgo. So, you know, that like nothing's ever good enough. So lavender helps me just kind of chill out and say, it's okay. It's yeah. as good as it's going to get, right? So let's just, let's just roll with it. We're going to make it great. It's going to cr- be created just the way it's meant to be. But I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your background with us. And for those of us who haven't had the pleasure of spending time with you, um, But I am really excited to kind of talk about the week that we're looking at ahead. So this week, we're looking at May 29th through June 4th. So what would you say is the overarching theme for that week that we're stepping into or this week, today, Monday, that we're stepping into? Yeah, I'm going to go with expansion is, you know, because an expansion of our paths, our hearts, that type of energy, because we have like the full moon in Sagittarius. Venus trying Neptune, Jupiter conjunct the North Node, right? These are some of the big highlights of what's happening this week. I love it. I love it. So it's a full moon week. So big emotions with a big planet that we're stepping into. And I love how you can already talked about some of the, the aspects. You know, is the full moon the one that has your biggest attention or would it be the conversation with, uh, I think we're ending the week with Mercury and Uranus. Like which of those two or you think they kind of blend together as we move into this week? Yeah, I think the full moon comes just before Mercury and Uranus. And so I think that it's like, it's a nice energy working together, right? Because the way I like to work with the full moon, I know it's popular to think about like we set our intentions at the new moon and that the full moon we do our releasing. But I feel like we're a society of so much doing, 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 right? The focus is all the time on doing, battering, growing. And so I like to take the full moon to be a time of celebration, right? Because if we were still living with our ancestral peoples and our ancestral lands, We'd be like building a bonfire and coming together and having food and doing ceremony and celebrating through the night with the moon, right? So I like that idea of using the full moon as a time to celebrate something about yourself, which we can talk about that specifically with Sagittarius. But I feel like having Mercury conjunct Uranus following on the heels of that sort of expands that kind of energy as well, right? Where it's still that like thinking place and connecting into, I don't know, the wildness of ourselves, right? Absolutely. I love that. And I agree with about this full moon because I don't really see that as much as a releasing. It's almost like this big spotlight that kind of comes on this particular area. And those of you that are watching on uh, social media, I'd love to know where Sagittarius is in your chart and how you are anticipating this full moon, how you've been working, how you worked with the new moon too. But it is like this huge spotlight. It's like, okay, what have we accomplished? And sometimes you know, depending on the moon, some more than others have a lot of emotional elevation during those times. But what, whatever is elevated is also revealing. What do you like about it? What are you going to harvest? What are you going to keep? And what are you going to release and move forward? And one of the things I like about the way that this week is set up too, especially with Mercury, is now Mercury is in 
he's kind of, he's in brand new parts of the sky because he's been touring there, kind of going back and forth and tours. But now he's reached his stride. He's clear. He's integrated everything. And one of the first people he bumps into in the sky is Uranus. So it's going to be like, kaboom. Like, so the full moon will elevate everything. Uranus is going to give you a great breakthrough. And like I think you mentioned before, too, we have Jupiter conjunct the North Node before all this happens, the ruler of the full moon. So that's going to be, and I kind of keep envisioning it this way. And you can tell me how you, if I'm on track with how you see this, it's kind of like, you know, Jupiter opens that front door of Taurus and he's like, hey guys, now I haven't been here in about a decade or so. How's everything going? And the North Node of Fate's going out the same door. He's like, you know what? I've only been here for a little bit, but this is everything they've been working on. It, it's, you know, you, here's our to-do list. What do you want to do with it? And I kind of see that crisscross and that conversation, which I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, but I'm kind of excited to see how it all kind of plays out leading into that full moon. Is that kind of your perception of it too? Or how, how would you see it? How would you repaint it? from that yeah no i think it's great and i love what you said about the full moon being like a spotlight like i love that idea right that it just is making things bigger kind of like jupiter does as well right so for me the jupiter um coming into taurus and conjuncting the north node has so much to do of like that expansion that theme right like i think of jupiter as like steroids right it puts steroid drops on whatever it touches and here's the north node right so the north node the place where the path of the sun and the path of the moon meet each other and i like what gemini brett who's another astrologer here at astrology hub says about like the sun is spirit and the moon is soul. And so the nodes is the place where spirit and soul cross. And so Jupiter is coming and making that bigger, right? So it's that piece of where are we headed, North Node, right? Like, I think it, that's a great time to think about where do I want to be headed? A little bit of focus, you know, almost a little bit like a new moon intention, but a much bigger aspect than that of like, Am I going where I want to be going? Is this how I want to be going? And especially it's Taurus. So it's so much like embodiment, right? Like what's happening with my body? What am I doing with the energy of my body? So yeah, that's how I see that. I agree with you completely. Definitely. It is kind of, it's very much an embodied kind of season too with all the Taurus energy that we have on. So like, that's one thing, I don't know if you've probably been experiencing the same thing with your clients on Astrologer Connect, but what I've been telling my clients is just, you know, trust your body, trust that gut check of of how you feel and what's coming. And it does kind of remind me of so much Jupiter and expansion. I like that theme this week. It really is like, it is full moonish and like that reality check. When you look, think about Jupiter and the North Node, this is where we are right now. Like where where are you on your map of destiny and karma and fate and timing and soul and spirit? What needs to leave so something can come in and what needs to come in so you can grow like all those beautiful challenges that you can work with. So, yeah, it's definitely what it's been a week that I've been kind of walking, watching. I remember watching it back in 2022, uh, preparing for this year, going, wait, when's the storm going to be over? When can we see the the crops? And this is one of the weeks that I had my eye on for sure. But interesting. Anything you want to add to this week before we kind of go into the day by day? Any more aspects of the theme or? Well, I'll just add in that it's the Venus is going to try and Neptune, right? So that's another kind of big thing for me that's happening this week as well is just that flow of energy between Venus and Cancer, Neptune and Pisces, the divine feminine, right? A reception, all of that with Neptune, who I associate so much with like the heart of spirit, right? So it's in all this watery, emotional kind of sign. And I think that there's a, 
opportunity and all this expansion to have a really like a beautiful flow within that, with that feminine expression, that spiritual expression of that as well. I love how you really framed up too, because I do know some people, and I would love to hear that in the comments too, if you agree or disagree, some people can see be a little afraid of Neptune, like the fog or like not understanding what it means or the illusion or the delusion that it can bring into it. But it also is the place of poets and harmony and the goddess energy that you're speaking about. And to kind of have these two elements come together, you do almost have to surrender to your muse or to the possibility. And that there's a bit of vulnerability to it. And I know, I guess it depends on who you are. If vulnerability is a, is a scary thing or, oh, let me, let me line up for that. <laughs> Can I reveal everything to you? Here, let me get in this in the circle and, and share everything. But I love how you frame that, Sheridan. Thank you so yeah, much. My pleasure. And I'll just say, like, Neptune, like, one thing to think of is like, yeah, the fog comes down, right? And all of a sudden you can't see your hands in front of your face. And that can feel scary initially. But with Neptune's gift, is it's like it helps us to go inside to like find our compass and where we are, which is really the the most ultimate place to find where we are is through the heart into that heart of spirit, the universe. And that ends up being such a beautiful place because once we can find our place in there, then what's just in front of us is merely like extra. Yeah, it's that inner compass. And that really kind of helps you understand that you're the author of your of your life. It's like that where your perspective goes, where you're and I love too that it's also a spiritual you know, aspect in our chart, like where we have that faith, where we trust, where we surrender and having that all kind of come into this week, it does kind of feel like a foggy crossroad. Like the author in me is kind of painting the picture. Like you're coming across this bridge into this beautiful garden and it's like dawn and it's all foggy and the sun's hitting in. You don't really see the details, but you know where you put the work in, you know where you haven't. And what is this full moon going to tell you that you need to adjust so you can grow with it and expand like you're your title for this week. Love it. Good stuff, Sheridan. <laughs> right. So let's start up with today on Monday. What is this day going to feel like? What are we going to work with? So the first few days of, well, the first couple of days of this week is just the moon's monthly transit around the zodiac, right? So the moon moves quickly. It moves through everything. It touches all the planets, the nodes, everything every month, right? So that's what happens Today, Monday, right? The moon is activating Neptune, which we just talked about as a big player this week, right? And then Pluto and Mars, right? And then it moves into Libra. So for me, Monday today is so much about just relationships, knowing ourselves through others, that kind of Libra aspect of things. But with that Neptune, Pluto, Mars kind of energy that's getting activated with the moon, right? So, like you said, that going within to find ourselves, um, that transformation, that healing piece of Pluto, and then Mars, that divine masculine. So it could be a day where you might be looking at your relationships with your divine masculine side or with men in your life, right? It could be more literal and mundane than that. Yeah, definitely. I can see that too. And it is like, I think the, the biggest thing with Libra energy too is always just finding that that and it's it's almost something you can never be reached is finding that perfect balance because at, at one point or another any little shift you're either co you're codependent or they're codependent but kind of finding that harmony and working with stuff I think there's there's an opportunity for a lot of suggestions and ideas like you're refining it as that more light comes into the situation as you kind of step through step into this week with a lot of anticipation is, is that kind of how you 
how would you see Tuesday? Tuesday, does that have like more more of the same or is there any? Well, then the moon like continues on, right? So the moon, you know, it activates everything every month, right? So it's this place of, you know, following the moon. It's, I think it can be bigger or smaller for us, depending upon what's happening with us and those planets and the cycles that we're in as we go through, right? So more moon activations on Tuesday with the sun and Chiron coming into it, right? So for me, it's a... It's an opportunity, I think, to just feel, just let Tuesday be a day of feeling, just feel what comes up because Chiron is that, you know, wants us to heal our wounds and the sun is like the light, the light force that we're shining. And so how do we just feel our feelings that allow that healing that lets us shine our light more brightly, right? Because it takes so much energy to like keep these things like hidden and kind of keep the wound in place or in denial of it, right? But if we can just be like, I'm just going to feel what comes up for me today on Tuesday and not run away from it, not block it, not get attached to it, but just feel it and let that like open up more space for the sun and the light to come through. I love that. Yeah, because that's the day the moon will trine the sun, like in the middle of the night. So that's kind of like that first like flow of what we're going to do before we get to the full moon. But like you said, then then the moon is going to kind of give us a really great reflection of any kind of wounds or the ability that we have to heal other people too. I think I'm always the optimistic person, but it was like, oh yeah, that's my wound. But it's also something that I endured or witnessed that I can help someone else with. So I can definitely see it Tuesday being a day of like, highs and lows where you're kind of on that Libra moon scale, having to tip from one way to the other. But yeah, I I love that insight that you brought. And so as we get to Wednesday, Wednesday is where we're kind of getting closer to those big transits that we talked about in the beginning. But how would you, what, 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 what is your highlight for Wednesday for us to watch out for? So Wednesday, Mercury moves out of its shadow because it comes back to what you were talking about before. It comes back to the 15 degrees of Taurus that it was at when it went retrograde. So now, like you said, we're just fully moving ahead now. We're done with that part of the sky that Mercury's been like crisscrossing over. And it's all in Taurus. So this new Mercury cycle, when Mercury went direct, it was in Taurus. So this whole Mercury cycle is characterized as a Taurus cycle. So for me, it's a lot about like our thinking coming down into the body. It's a feeling cycle of thinking rather than all just intellectual Mercury air kind of thing, right? So be in the body with our thoughts, you know, kind of like what you're saying before, like ask the body first, you know, in, in a new moon ceremony, I led one of the women's intentions was, I'm going to ask my body first. And I thought, oh, wow, that's a beautiful intention for a new moon in Taurus. But I feel like that's really applicable with Mercury moving out of its shadow and this whole Taurus Mercury cycle. The moon is also going to move into Scorpio on Wednesday. And so that's more of a feel the feels, a little bit more of that embodied place of thinking Mercury, you know, moving forward. And I'll just add to like Mercury retrograde gets such a bad rap. But it's just this time of, you know, where we can kind of get off the hamster wheel, I think, which is the beauty about Mercury retrograde. So when we move beyond the shadows. At least it's all in Taurus, so we can kind of avoid that, like, start to rush and be moving forward, 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 you know, with that Taurus place. Hopefully it can kind of 
help us move a little bit more slowly. Although I don't know what you've been experiencing during this whole like tourist season and so much in tourists, but it's been like fast moving. And I've noticed that with my clients. I don't know if that's what has been your experience, Jamie. I mean, I feel like until like just recently, it's been like rapid fast. Like you couldn't even sleep at night because you were still kind of working in your sleep or are working, um, trying to process everything that just happened and unfold it. But I do think that this Wednesday, I remember noting this day and the degree of it, because that is when the moon or Mercury, when he's, he, when Mercury gets clear, like the first thing he's opposing is where that Scorpio eclipse was that we had, which is the final one. So it's almost like a little bit of a, an awareness or a perspective, like even like looking back or trying to get, just kind of keep up. But now you're like, oh, I, I see it now. I see it now. So, and we're going to that Scorpio moon too. So there could be some secrets that kind of stir up or like the other side of the story or like, oh, now I know why they did that kind of thing. Or I'm glad that, you know, the universe kind of took me off track because if it didn't, I would have been right there in the middle of that kind of thing. Um, I, I mean, I don't know that it'll be an out loud kind of energy for the week, but I've been watching like, I was like, well, when he comes clear, what's it going to feel like on that other side, looking at that you know, really hot degree on the other side there in Scorpio. Cause that was, and I, again, like if you're watching, I'd love to know on a scale of one to 10, how intense the, the Scorpio eclipse was for you so far. If you feel like it's, it was 10 being the, oh my gosh. And one was like, man, didn't, didn't really notice it. I was too busy with retrograde over here. <laughs> Maybe I'll see something on Wednesday. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> but yeah, so th that's just, so, that's one of the things I remember thinking about. You know, when you know how you always kind of dial into the degrees, you're like, oh, and something hits that. What's it going to trigger? But yeah, great insights. Thanks for bringing that in about the um, eclipse because I hadn't even like thought to bring that in. So my eclipse was like really close to some of my personal planets. So I think that's one reason why I'm like, like, <laughs> I've been lasered in for a couple of years now. <laughs> like, what's happening around this time? All right. So we're getting into like the juicier transits of the week, though. I mean, that I think in my Scorpioness is really excited about what Wednesday could reveal. But then we're going to move into Thursday. And Thursday, what is our highlight for Thursday? Yeah. So Thursday, we start June, right? And here, now we really start getting into that expansion. This is where Jupiter conjuncts the North Node that we've been talking about already. It's, you know, for here in the U.S., it starts on Thursday. It happens, you know, east of us into like Europe and Africa and Asia and, you know, the South Pacific on the second on Friday, but we're starting into that all together collectively, right? So that expansion, where we're headed, what do we want to be focusing on? I think it's a great opportunity to really focus on like our body, our physical needs, that Taurus aspect, like where do we want to be going with that? Are there things that we want to use this conjunction to like seed and kick off for ourselves so that we are you know, taking a step towards better health practices or how are we spending our energy? I feel like that's something that's going to be up a lot with all this Taurus stuff, but with Jupiter conjuncting this North Node of, am I spending my energy in the ways that I want to? Like even that sun, that life force energy, am I, you know, squandering it away and doing things that I really don't want to be doing? I think there's a great opportunity to really focus on more of where we want to be putting our energy and and taking steps to make that happen as opposed to just kind of letting it just you know fritter along definitely and i think the more intention you set with this because it is earthy like the more conscious you are of it the better of the opportunity that you're going to make with it and 
I like how you brought in like how do you use energy? Because I've been really sitting with that and doing like a lot of holistic research, which I think it's amazing that I got to connect with you today too. But like things like earthing or grounding, like walking barefoot on the ground, like facing the sun, being present with like, you know, just kind of taking the plastics and things away and just being very present in the moment. Like they'll, they'll talk about how that can almost do more for you than some extraneous, like, you know, effort to, to reduce stress or inflammation, just kind of standing there for a minute in the sun on the grass and feeling it. So that just embodiment and kind of, you know, kind of think about the Taurus energy, you know, it is like slow and steady work smart, not hard. Yeah. That's so Yeah. I love that you brought in earthing. I'm such a huge fan of earthing and grounding and connecting in. I have my feet on a grounding mat right now while we're meeting. I had appendicitis last summer and really what healed me is I sat outside with my feet on the grass like every day and it was just like plugging in and recharging. So I'm a huge fan of everything you just brought up. It really, I, I mean, you can be, if you, I would, would love to know in the comments if you guys already do that too, but I don't, I, I'm never skeptical. I'm not, a, that doesn't even go into my vocabulary because I'm, I'm a very curious person. I have a Gemini mood, but I was like, let me see how this feels. I'm like, man, this, this makes a difference here. And I've even, you know how Pisces have really sensitive feet. I have two Pisces in my house and I've even gotten them to take off their shoes and stand in the grass. Like it may or may not have been mandatory, but now they like it and it's fine. We're all grounding and it's great. It's an after dinner kind of short. But yeah, I would definitely recommend that we think that would be probably a good day to ground. And I love how everything you brought in about how you can work with this karmic, expansive energy and, and setting some really long, long-term goals, like new chapters that little things that you can do in the present to change your future in a really broad way. Okay, we're, we're, we're into the weekend. We're getting close to this big moon energy. We're just a day away now. Any insights about Friday that you want to bring in? So Friday, depending upon your location, is when that Jupiter conjunct the North Node can be happening. So Thursday, Friday, we're in that whole window. And then Friday, Venus trines Neptune, right? Which I'm a total Venus girl. I like worship Venus, follow Venus, teach about the Venus cycle. So everything Venus does is always super important to me. And so I feel like it's another opportunity to kind of like feel the feels, get into our heart. You know, Venus in Cancer, it's an opportunity to nurture ourselves, nurture ourselves as that spiritual path. How do we create safe space? Even the things we're talking about, safe space means like using my energy in the ways that really supports and works for me, as opposed to everyone else. It can be an awesome time, I think, to meditate, connect those intentions around the Jupiter conjunct the North Node, all this kind of stuff. But how does that cancer, unconditional love place help get you more into your spiritual heart, Neptune, your connection to spirit through your heart. So I feel like Friday, June 2nd could just be like a really like yummy, nice feeling, receiving love, nurturing ourselves opportunity. So if we take it. <laughs> yeah, it's a Venus day too. So it's a great way to like engage in that all over, right? Yeah, exactly. So when we get to Saturn's day, Saturday, that's the full moon, right? So do we want to, let's talk a little bit about that. So this is expansive energy, right? Big opportunities to work with. How would you suggest um, spending Saturday and working with this energy? I'm always a big fan of doing ceremony, you know, around the new moon, the full moon, right? So 
I like the idea of ceremony being something to celebrate, even if it's just like a few minutes. Ceremony doesn't have to be this like full four hour long, you know, extravaganza, but just taking a moment to celebrate something about yourself. You may not even feel comfortable sharing it, but like something that's like, this is a thing that I do uniquely me that like I'm good at. No one else does this exact way that I do. So that's what I love to do on full moon is really taking that opportunity to celebrate something about yourself. This full moon's happening in Sagittarius. So it's an opportunity to set an intention or dive into or connect more deeply into where are you the seeker? Where, what is your spiritual quest? You know, go on an adventure, right? It could be internal through meditation or you go on like a big hike or something. It's like, Use that Sagittarius expansive energy, especially with Jupiter being so important this week to help us, you know, how do I want to say it's like be instead of do, but like be the seeker instead of like only the doer. Celebrate that aspect of yourself, that expansive side of yourself. I love it. I love it. And I'm a huge fan of Jupiter and Sagittarius. And I think It's also like this wisdom kind of aspect, too, because sometimes we don't understand how wise we really are. Like we we, we look externally for wisdom. We look externally for solutions. But even just the way that you presented Neptune and stuff kind of going within. But yeah, like kind of checking in and appreciating how wise you are and how wise the, the, the interactions that you have are. And that big expansive view, like look look at like imagine yourself in, in ceremony or meditation at the top of like this really high mountain, like looking out at the horizon, how far can you go? Where do you want to go? How do you want to get there? And not all the valleys and the rocks and and all the rapids between here and there, but like really think about, you know, how far you could go with just a little bit of um, hope and faith and and intention and and that wisdom, that guiding compass that you have inside. But yeah, it should be a pretty big, big day, good day to kind of maybe do some summary sort of things too. We're kind of, I can't believe we're already in summer. I think we just stepped into this year and here we are in June. All right. Any more you want to add about the full moon before we go to the last day of the week? Well, I'll just kind of kick us off into the last day because the full moon happens for us on Saturday in the U.S., but it happens again in like Europe and Asia and, you know, um, Africa on Sunday. So it's that whole window of time. So if you live east of the United States, you know, or I guess west, if you come all the way back around, the full moon will be happening for you on Sunday, right? Early in the morning. So um, that, but then we move into obviously one of the first things we talked about, the Mercury conjunct Uranus happens on Sunday. And so we start to move into that energy of Thinking, Mercury, out of the box, change, Uranus, right? Following that full moon energy, right? So again, that more embodied kind of thinking, that thinking about the body from the body instead of just sort of this disembodied mind, right? And any changes, things that are needing to take place to help us be in more of that embodied thinking, I think, as... um as Mercury, we move through this Mercury-Taurus cycle, right? That ask my body first. I love that, what she said about, I'm going to ask my body first. And what a great place to make choices, thoughts, decisions from during this cycle. 
Yeah, I feel like that's a thing. I've heard that too. Like that, the, and the fact that you're sending it to me is something else. Because I was listening to a holistic lecture the other day, and she was, and they were talking about how sometimes you know the the general practice could be like this is good for your body, and then the and the practitioner is like, but my body says only this much is good, and only every second day or something like that. So it's really that that body is an attunement to how you feel, and I think when you pay attention to that, like. When I when I tell my clients to listen to their body when they come into certain situations too is notice when you hold your breath, notice when you tense your fist, notice like what what that reaction is before you have it. Um, I think like if you can dial into that and, and that is that's how you feel about the energy in the room that you're responding to. But then like that whole like how we've already talked about grounding and how you feel within and out, like it's it's a lot of great reflection. But your body is a beautiful antenna that Taurus wants you to use right now in this season for sure. Uh, and well said what you said about like just because it's like it's really easy to fall into like a certain dogma because someone says this is what we should do but it's so important to be able to know is this right for me does this resonate you know apples could be the healthiest thing in the world but if they give me a stomach ache then apples are not the healthiest thing in the world for me right and I think I think that's a place that we could all use a lot of practicing is tuning into what works for my body and how do I honor that? And I feel like astrology is such a beautiful thing with that because it's all about honoring our own individual unique paths and what that means for us, right? That validation, the place of coming back to trusting our own unique path. So nice full circle. I like what you just said there. Thank you. You're so welcome. And I I love how you said that about astrology too, because I remember recently working with a client and she's like, I've been trying to meditate and it's just not working. It's just not working at all. Like I sit there and my mind goes crazy, but her chart, like she, I think she had a Mars and Aries. I'm like, you're supposed to go kickbox. You're not supposed to sit quietly and think it's just not going to work out. So you like, we meditate, we release, we kind of do things in our own way. And astrology helps you kind of tap into that too. But, you know, definitely find your inner compass and, and you are going to be well supported in doing that this week for sure. Before I recap, is there anything, any other thoughts or comments that you want to add on any of these days before I kind of go through each of them? I just want to say, go out and see Venus in the evening sky. I'm always a big fan of connecting to the sky personally yourself. And Venus is so gorgeous and bright in the evening sky right now. You just can't miss her. And then also I'll throw in a little bit of aromatherapy because I'm an aromatherapy girl. So, um... The full moon in Sagittarius, I really love laurel leaf, which is bay leaf essential oil or eucalyptus because they help us to like speak our truth, connect into our truths. The Venus trine Neptune, um, I love blue chamomile or lang lang for because both of those really help us like feel the feels and open our hearts in really like gentle, kind, loving, right? Venus nurturing cancer ways. And Jupiter conjunct the North Node in Taurus. I'm just going to go all out and say rose, right? Stop and smell the roses. Rose brings us into our hearts. Rose is considered one of the highest vibrations of anything in the natural world, the essential oil. But also they say that one drop of rose on your heart can balance the whole chakra system. So rose really helps us get into the physical. Those are the things I'd add. I love that. I was just sitting in a rose bush right before this call. We have these in the South. There's, we have these knock, they're called knockout roses, I think. 
but they're big red roses. They like, they're amazing. And they're all around my property. And like, I was just like, okay, I just feel better sitting here. <laughs> so that was what I said. But yeah, but I have heard that about rose and I wish that I could have gallons of it, but that is, you only need to drop. So that's definitely good advice there. All right. So I'm just going to do my very best to summarize this magnificent forecast that you have just given us. So as we step into this full moon week, our overall theme is all about expansion. We're really thinking about those new horizons, where we can grow. A little bit of looking back to go ahead, but we're going to be fine. because We've got some great principles as we go through this week. So as we kick off today, Monday, it is about we have a Libra moon. So we're making sure that we have harmony. We're not over codependent or under codependent on anything else. More awareness we can have in our relationships, the better. Tuesday, we are going to have like a good glance into the the trine with the full moon, but we're also going to be aware of our wounds. So we're going to work with how we can heal, how what what wound, how we can heal what needs to be healed as we step into that day. And on Wednesday, we're moving into that Scorpio moon, but Mercury is now clear headed. He's out of his shadow. He may accidentally look across the way and see that Scorpio eclipse and be like, oh, that's what that was about. But he's ready to move onward. He's as speedy as he can be. And when we move into Thursday, our biggest transit for that day is Mercury meeting the North Node. So that is going to be all in Taurus, a lot of big expansion, opportunity, karma meeting right there. So good time to set intentions, even though it's not a new moon. Where are we going? What's the new horizon? A Friday is a great day for, like, I think I love how you said it, Sheridan, really connecting with spirit, going within, finding your spirituality, that Venusian, that goddess energy, surrendering, trusting, really kind of walking into that space. But I think even with it, a little bit of curiosity as we move closer to that full moon on the very next day, depending on where you live on the planet. But then we have a full moon in Sagittarius. Um, so this is going to be a great time to really look at new horizons, kind of lean into our theme with expansion. I think that you had said eucalyptus would be really good, bay leaf and laura leaf for this full moon to kind of bring in some of those aromas. And then as we end this week, we have Uranus. He's now, I mean, we have Mercury now. He's already had his glance. He's out of his shadow. He's taking a peek at the eclipse mark across the way. And he runs right into Uranus. So he's got some brilliant ideas about how he can launch all this, whatever the full moon has revealed, whatever Venus and, and um Neptune to be showing us about inside. He's ready to just kind of take this insight and charge into the very next week. Does that about capture the wonderfulness that you said? Yes, bravo. That's so good, right? Because Amanda is so known for being able to like, I know. slay it. And you did a brilliant job. So it's not just Amanda that has that gift, Tammy. Oh well, my gosh. you're going to make me red because there's no way anyone could ever be as brilliant as Amanda at taking notes. But I really do. I do my very best. And I hope that was helpful for everyone. But you know, um, Sheridan, I was just thinking of another way that we could think about expansion and like using astrology too. Now this is for anyone who isn't already signed up, but this is the week that Christopher Renstrom, I know if you guys all say hi to Christopher, I know we've got fans on this channel that watches him every Sunday. His ruling planets uh, course has been going on this whole time in the background. If you haven't signed up, you can sign up at any time. But that Thursday when we have Jupiter conjunct, I believe that's the right when we have his live Q&A, which means you can sign up just in time to be part of that. And oh my God, could you just imagine asking Christopher a question? about this course. So if you haven't signed up and you're interested in that, you still have time to get get, get a seat for that Q&A. And you just need to go to astrologyhub.com forward slash ruling planet. Have you, have you watched the Christopher or taken any of his courses recently? Or Sharon? Just watching and listening to the things that he says. Yeah, so <laughs> great. Into the story, yeah. 
so much wisdom, so much capacity, very Jupiterian in the way that he presents. But I was I always trying to look at the the astrology, like how can I use this? Because my Gemini moon wants to learn things. So of course I'm looking at what what courses does astrology have? Have where can I go? What lecture can I go listen to? And I was like, I just happened to look down at my calendar and it said live Q and A. That's going to be a good one. Love it. All right. This has been amazing. And, you know, Sheridan, I love that I got to spend time with you today. And I also love that you are one of the astrologers on our brand new platform, Astrologer Connects. Are you, how do you feel about this platform? You've been on it now. You were right there at the beta at the very beginning of last year when just the inner circle was engaged, but now we're wide open. How do you feel about all the clients and your interaction? What's been your experience so far? It's been lovely. It's so, um, it's so rewarding. I just love connecting with the whole Astrology Hub community. Everyone's like so lovely. It's just beautiful. It's so nice to, you know, check in with people of what's going on with them. I mean, I had a man come recently that was like so vulnerable and tender with me. And I just thought, you know, you just get these like special moments with all these different people where you just really get to like validate and lift them up and help them walk their path more clearly. It's an honor, really. That's how I feel about it. I love the platform. And I like, I love, like we were talking behind the stage right before we came on as astrologers. It's just so great because like, it's everything is, and I think for the client too, everything is booked. You get your recording, you, everyone shows up at the right time and you're able to kind of go on the platform and like say, you know, this is Sheridan. This is what Sheridan specializes in. This is what I want to work on. And I'm able to work with, with uh, Sheridan today. So that's great. And if, you know, if anyone here watching would like to learn more about your practice and your availability on the platform, they can go to astrologyhub.com forward slash Sheridan connect. And you can connect with, look at all of the amazing astrologers on the platform at astrologyhub.com forward slash connect. And if you have already had a reading, already signed up for one, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. I absolutely love meeting people on this platform. I can't, I like, I'm like all the same way that you, you feel. I feel like that the universe literally kind of guides the people right to your front door. And it's like, you know, you have this question. I have this answer. I like with you, like I have this mind body practice. I have whatever, all these other tools that you can bring in to kind of help you facilitate where you are on your path with your chart. So I'm just so grateful for the platform overall, being part of astrology hub and being an astrologer on it. I just can't, I can't even say, I can't stop saying good things about it. I just keep, I keep talking about it everywhere, but really glad that you've had a great experience with it too. And it's been fun for you. Definitely. All right, Sheridan, it has been amazing to connect with you today. I want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode. I want to thank you for being part of our community and as always for making astrology a part of your life. And we will catch you on the next episode. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.